We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can always check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by both of my co-hosts, Maggie Loney and Andrew Mertig. It's a Friday show, you guys. It's so good to be back talking with you. How are you guys doing? Yeah, it's like really the off-season, right? Like like things are, are starting to get real. We have the combine coming up. So, um, you know, that, that's been exciting to start to dig into draft prospects a little bit. But obviously there's more than that going on. Um, how are you doing, Maggie? Yeah, honestly, today just made me pretty grateful to be in a position where I can talk about something as trivial as football, um, for sure. Yeah, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that our hearts are just broken at what's happening in the world. Uh, Looking what's happening in our world, we hope for peace, uh, but we are here simply to be a distraction and talk about some football, as we've said. This is our thing, and so we're going to stick to it and hope we can be that distraction for all of you. Um, We are still waiting on the Aaron Rodgers news to drop. We've been told that that is coming soon, but we have no idea what that means. Um, We have been getting some other news, however, this week. The Packers have started making moves to get under the salary cap. They started earlier this week with a Kenny Clark restructure. And then Thursday, we got news that they had done something similar with Aaron Jones, freeing up an additional $3 million in cap space. So between those two moves, Green Bay has created $14 million in space, but uh, today, this is kind of our theme, this is our show, Uh, we're going to talk about how this can and should be expected to be the theme, right? We're going to see more and more of these types of moves in the coming weeks, and recently, Zach Cruz wrote an article for Packers Wire that gets into how the Packers can save $90 million through the process of restructures really in what is the next couple of weeks here. And we've all heard the salary cap woes that the Packers face, 
But honestly, this article was incredible, and we're using it as a framework in our conversation today because after reading the article, it's much easier to see how Brian Gutekunst and the Packers don't see this offseason maybe as bleak as some has, have made it out to be. In the article, Zach highlights roughly a dozen cash-saving moves that the Packers can make while keeping the majority of this team's core in place. So if you missed that article, go check it out. It's great. Uh, but let's get into this a little bit and break down uh, what has been said, what was in this article, and have some conversation because all of this is really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of the, the core beginning of the article is this idea that you know Aaron Rodgers is back, wants to be back, and then is willing to restructure his deal. So the Packers signed him to a big extension, um, and that's going to save them about $17 million on this year's cap. He releases Darius Smith to get another $15.3 million. He restructure Kenny Clark. Now, Zach wrote this before the extension was formalized, and he was uh, assuming about $10 million. Packers actually got a hair more than that at $10.892 million. Um, at least that's what's being reported. Uh, he's saying extend Preston Smith, and I know some people are thinking about cutting, um, but an extension could potentially save them about $8 million, extending Jair Alexander. Of course, that needs to be a really important aspect of what's going on. Uh, that can save him $7 million. You can restructure Bakhtiari for another seven, release Randall Cobb for $6.7 million, restructure Adrian Amos and save maybe about $4.7 million, uh, restructure Billy Turner, Dean Lowry, um, those are, you know, 6.6 6 approximately combined. You restructure Aaron Jones, which already happened. And Zach was factoring in about two and a half. It really ended up being 3 million, as Kyle said earlier. And then they could go a little bit farther and consider releasing Mercedes Lewis and Mason Crosby, which combined would be about 5 million. So I know that's a lot of numbers. But essentially, when you factor in where the Packers are at from a salary cap perspective, um, they'd be about $37 million under the cap. Um, and what could they do with this money? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, you do have to leave a little bit of that in a in a you know savings account for your draft class for practice squad for just having wiggle room during the season. Um, so you know we'd say maybe to be safe about ten to twelve million of that, which would put them at safely being able to spend right around that twenty five to twenty seven million dollar range. And uh, Hey, uh, there's there's a certain guy on this team who's talking about wanting twenty five million dollars, right? Certain free agent. <laughs> so that that, that math uh, gets a little tricky when you want to bring in anybody else in the roster. But uh, I'll transition this over, Maggie. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the roster kind of as it stands right now and which dominoes need to fall to be able to make some of these moves, regardless of restructures, we could probably make the case that Devontae Adams, Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas are maybe the three biggest free agent questions um, right now. So I think we can kind of take them each individually, starting with Devontae Adams. And I'm curious both of your thoughts on this. Uh, we theoretically, you know, we'll know that Aaron about Aaron Rodgers and his decision, hopefully soon, um, and what that looks like. But does Devonte come back to the Packers if Rodgers leaves or retires? It's kind of the question right now. Everyone at twelve sixty five says that this team isn't rebuilding, even if Aaron does leave. And I also, you know, I do believe that. But would Devonte stay as the highest paid receiver and catch passes from Jordan Love, or is he going to go maximize his opportunity for a third contract and play somewhere else? If Devontae does leave, do the Packers do anything in free agency to kind of make up for that loss since they'd have all that money to potentially spend now? 
Um, and I mean, you can't replace an all pro wide receiver and that would be a huge loss, obviously, but do the Packers try for, let's say a Chris Godwin, somebody who's young and could potentially be your wide receiver one to mitigate some of the loss as green Bay, you know, rebuilds their entire wide receiver room or even somebody like Zay Jones. And please don't think that I'm comparing Zay Jones, uh, uh-huh. his talent level to Devonte Adams. Um, but somebody who knows the position and could kind of help round out that room. He even has special teams experience with Rich Bisaccia. So for what it's worth, I think this is all kind of a moot point. And I think that Devontae does come back and stay with the Packers. Uh, but if we're talking about free agency, I think the wide receiver room is a significant piece of that puzzle in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, Packers have to find a way, in my opinion, to sign or franchise Devontae, one of the two. You, you just cannot let him walk. I, I know it's going to involve some salary cap gymnastics and probably getting every last penny out of the moves that we talked about before to create that space, but you cannot let him walk for a future third-round comp pick. You just can't do it. Not for the wide, the best wide receiver in football. I, I do think both Rodgers and Devontae do end up being back at the end of the day, but I'd be lying if I don't admit that there is at least a little part of me that dreams about the Packers having multiple first-round picks for several years in a row. And what what's the worst-case scenario here, right? You have a slightly unhappy Devontae Adams who is under contract for one season, who has to make Jordan Love's life a whole heck of a lot easier. So I don't foresee there being a lot of downside. Um, but there, there's going to be some sacrifices to make if Devontae doesn't want to be back and the Packers want to bring him back. Yeah, there's so many different ways that this could go, which seems ridiculous because it's kind of straightforward, right? He's either gone, he's back. But there's so many different nuances to the conversation. And we know that the Packers try their best not to use that franchise tag, right? And I think that's to their credit. I think it says a lot about the way that they try to handle their business and respect their players that are in this building. And I know there would be some salary cap gymnastics that would have to occur if Green Bay were to tag Devontae Adams. But I see this as a very unique, different situation than the Packers are used to dealing with. Green Bay, as Andrew said, cannot afford to simply let Adams just walk out the door. He's too talented, and the ways that he wins, I think, allows him to be valuable even as an aging player. I don't think that we see a significant decline from Adams in the next three seasons. Uh, I think he's still going to be an elite player. So I think Rodgers and Adams back together is still the most likely outcome. I think that's the most favorable outcome, obviously, for the Packers. I think getting Rodgers back without bringing back Adams is a huge mistake. Uh, You'd mortgage the future for a depleted group of weapons for 12. So I don't know you want to do that. Uh, So I think it should be one or the other, in my opinion. I know that you can, Andrews, argue that it'd be great to have Devontae back either way. Uh, But if you bring back, you know, it's just hard. It's hard to see how this works if you don't put them together. So I would love for them to make the decision, Rodgers and Adams together, or you let them both go. You get some picks, as Andrew has said. Um, As a fan, I hope that Adams is back regardless of what 12 does. But I do feel like the smarter move would be to tag and trade him if 12 is gone. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all struggled with mental health in different ways, especially during a pandemic, and I'm certainly no different. Keeping myself centered mentally is such a huge part of my overall health goals, and that's where BetterHelp has helped me. BetterHelp has the ability to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. 
It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, plus you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed, and it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. Plus, financial aid is available if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for Packaday listeners, as you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash packaday. Support for the Packaday podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. Friends, inside this package, you're going to find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PACKADAY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah, so then we, we transition into kind of the next conversation. Obviously, a lot a lot to be decided about Rodgers and Adams. And I, I think in the situation that, that Zach Cruz has laid out, it does make sense that you know, the Packers can fit Devante in despite sort of all the talk during the season that it was going to be nearly impossible for them to do so. Um, but then you move on to kind of that next level of free agents and, um, you know, Devondre Campbell. And it, it, it seems like for me personally, everywhere I turn, someone is talking about how important it is for this team to bring back Campbell. I actually have a few issues with that, and this is going to make me pretty unpopular. N- number one, the Packers would be banking on a player who has had one good year of play. Uh, two, they'd be spending big at a non-premium position in order to bring him back. Three, and the one I really want to emphasize here, is that Joe Barry has had guys play phenomenally in the past who are not necessarily great players elsewhere. The The best example for me is Corey Littleton who turned an absolutely fantastic year with the Rams into a huge contract with Raiders and then proceeded to do pretty much nothing. He, he also got the most out of players like Samson, Ebukam, uh, Terrell Lewis, Kenny Young. I, I don't know that Joe Barry is like a linebacker whisperer, but I wouldn't mind seeing a few veteran free agents or mid, mid-round draft picks getting some play instead of over-investing in Devondre. And so now you two can swear at me for a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that is interesting. You know, the point you made about Devondre and Littleton is such a good throwback considering that he was so high on so many Packer fans, like wish list wish lists a couple seasons ago in free agency. But I think it's just kind of hard to ignore that Campbell ended the season as an all pro and, you know, he's the signal caller for green Bay's defense. And you, know, you can teach that obviously to whoever would take his place. He's that attacking inside linebacker that the Packers haven't really had in so many years. So it was refreshing, you know, to trust his presence in the middle of the defense instead of it being a liability in the middle of the defense. And all of that said, you know, I think the all pro nod definitely brings his price tag into question as another domino that would have to fall as far as extensions and restructures are concerned around the rest of the team. But for me, you know, I think Green Bay secondary would really benefit from getting Rasul Douglas back. I think he's, you know, another one of those, the upper tier of free agents as far as the Packers are concerned. I'm not sure I'm ready to proclaim that I'd rather have him back over Campbell uh, because that'd be tough for me to decide. But having Douglas Stokes and a healthy Alexander as the base nickel and Barry's defense is just, you know, beyond ball hawking at that point. I mean, Douglas led the team in interceptions and he was second in passes defense, having joined midway through the season. He had the back-to-back weeks of pick sixes. So it just felt like Barry really put him in a position to be successful and play his best ball. And I think you could argue that he did that with Campbell too. You know, it finally gave Campbell that opportunity, like he said, to be Batman instead of Robin. Um, So I guess all of that is to say that, you know, Douglas to me seems maybe more likely to return given that he's already expressed at the end of the season that he'd take close to the vet minimum to come back and play with the Packers, whether or not his agent, you know, is all for that and agrees with that. That's just kind of where I'm at. Yes, we'll see how his agent is able to change his tune on that, but would be great to see uh, Douglas back, absolutely. So Adams, Campbell, Douglas might be the biggest dominoes set to fall in the coming weeks, but the Packers have several other players who have significant roles for this team um, recently and over the years who also have expiring contracts. The futures for Kevin King, Robert Tanyan, as well as Alan Lazard, MBS, and Lucas Patrick, and Shannon Sullivan are all very uncertain right now. It feels like the end may have come for Kevin King. Finally, there's a way, I suppose, for the Packers they could extend King and actually save money because of the way his 2021 contract was structured and the dead cap that he requires um, for the Packers to carry in 2022. But we haven't seen the Packers make that effort and make that extension. Uh, Robert Tunyon was one of the up-and-coming tight ends in the 2020 season, and of course he had injuries derail his 2021 season. So it'll be interesting to see what his market is as a free agent. I've seen some projections that he will get $10 million a year on the open market. That seems kind of crazy to me, a little bit rich, and especially coming off that injury, I feel like there's a chance that Tunyon could return on a cheap one-year prove-it deal with the Packers before getting another uh, chance at a payday maybe next year. But Lucas Patrick and Shannon Sullivan are unrestricted free agents, so it'll be interesting to see what their markets are, but also how the Packers value those guys going forward. But the receivers, to me, are the really interesting piece of this, right? Because MBS is an unrestricted free agent, and someone is going to pay that guy, right? Because speed kills, and when MVS is on the field, it changes your offense. It changes what the defense has to do as well to protect against it. So uh, Track estimates that he will get $8 million per year. 
I probably wouldn't pay that. Um, I don't know that he actually gets that on the open market, but we'll see. I mean, this is a league that does value speed, and he's been dynamic when he's had the opportunity in those roles. Lazard is more interesting to me because he's a restricted free agent, and the Packers can pay him a little over $2 million to have the opportunity to match any offer that he gets in free agency. Um, if they want to go crazy, they can pay him roughly $3.5 million uh, to put a second-round tender on him which would give Green Bay a second-round pick if another team signed him for more than they were willing to pay. And no one is going to be giving up a second-round pick for Alan Lazard. I'm sorry. So Lazard is relatively cheap to keep. I think that's a, a good move for the Packers. And he's a great third receiver who does kick some butt in the run game. So just depends on how the Green Bay Packers feel like spending these dollars. Lots of different ways that they can go and lots of dominoes that we get to see fall in just the next couple weeks. Yeah, so then we wanted to transition into talking about some potential outside free agents, right? So we don't think the Packers are going to have a ton of money to spend unless some different dominoes fall right, not bringing Devontae back, etc. So, um, uh, Kyle, why don't you get us kicked off with some free agents we could see from outside the Packers organization? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I just finished talking about MVS and Lazard, and my attention stays here with wide receivers because of this whole conversation that we continue to have. I mean, Devontae, all these young guys, and I, I love that Maggie mentioned Chris Godwin as an option here. Uh, he's the one name that I feel confident dropping significant cash on. He's young at 25 years old, and he can really be that number one target for an offense. And so I guess another option could be Maybe Allen Robinson, right? If he's someone like, say, Rogers sticks around and Adams leaves and you need one more guy to be that kind of number one target. Uh, but that's kind of a hard scenario to imagine. I'm going to throw out a crazy one here. And I know this is cheating a little bit because it's a trade. <laughs> but uh, if the Packers tag and trade Adams, they could use a pick that they acquire in that to go out and get Calvin Ridley from the Falcons, which I think would be a great move for the Packers. 
could be a great move for Ridley to give him that change of scenery that it sounds like he may be looking for. Uh, so it's just kind of an outside the box idea if we're getting a little wild. Yeah, this is a super intriguing free agency to me because I think the Packers free agents are the ones that I care the most about. Um, maybe it's recency bias or just the way that I like the structure of this team in 2021. But so you've got Devontae, Devondre, and Rasul probably as the top three players that I'd want back for the team regardless of the cap situation. But I think picking up someone for the defensive line in free agency would be a huge boost. Dean Lowry has had his best season as a Packer in 2021, but it's hard to know if that's sustainable. Then you've got Kenny Clark, who's obviously a stud, but he needs consistent help. Uh, maybe TJ Slayton can be like a piece of that puzzle, but he's still developing. Obviously, they released Kingsley Kiki midseason. So drafting the big guys takes a lot of time. And a name that I really like if he hits the market and doesn't resign with Cincy is Larry, Og- Larry Ogunjobi. He's been really reliable as an interior defender and had his best statistical season with the Bengals tallying seven sacks, 11 quarterback or. Er- 12 tackles for loss and 16 quarterback hits. Um, I liked him as a rotational defender when he was with Cleveland as well before his year with Cincy. I like that a lot. And I think that's a good point that getting someone, even if uh, they could invest a little bit there to help out Kenny Clark would be a big move for this team. But uh, I've said I'm obsessed with the pass catchers today and I'm going to keep it going. I want to at least mention some tight ends here because if Green Bay doesn't bring back Tunyon, it becomes a significant need. Um, I don't think Green Bay probably breaks the bank, but we've heard the rumblings around Zach Ertz for a couple of years now as far as a trade target, and he's now an unrestricted free agent. I don't know what that would cost. Spotrack says it's $7 million. Uh, It seems unlikely that the Packers find the money for that kind of a move, but um, it's worth keeping an eye on because it's been in, in the rumor mill for a while, and then we know that they like the player. But uh, some other names worth watching would be Indy's Mo Ali Cox. He's a huge dude at six foot six, two hundred and sixty pounds, and very effective as a blocker, which uh, could be really important if both Tunyon and Lewis are gone. Uh, Kansas City's Blake Bell is another really good blocking tight end that I could see Green Bay signing on the cheap. Yeah, Mo Ali Cox was a basketball player in college, and so. Getting getting in that second contract, we know tight ends typically develop a little bit slower, and so he's a guy that you could see really explode uh, in in his second contract as a guy who's really starting to figure out the game, and and you love that he's able to block. And uh, Blake Bell's a fun name too. The Belldozer <laughs> used to be used to play quarterback at Oklahoma, believe it or not, big dude. Uh, they ran a lot of like special packages for him. Uh, anyways, no one cares about that. Uh, <laughs> what, I, what I mentioned before, you know, I, I, I have a belief that the Packers can recreate the Devondre Campbell situation. And I am absolutely infatuated with the idea of former Alabama and Tennessee Titans linebacker Rashawn Evans coming to Green Bay. He, he was a guy who had a really high draft pedigree who just kind of fell out of favor with the Titans. And he's the kind of toolsy reclamation project and come on a cheap one-year prove-it deal and be really successful in the middle of Joe Barry's defense. So if they're not able to afford bringing back Devondre Campbell, I'd love to see them take a crack at somebody like Rashawn Evans, who I think they can find on the cheap. Yeah, one last name I want to mention here uh, that won't be splashy, but... Um, is just simply bringing back Whitney Merciless. And I know that's cheating because Andrew said outside free agents, but <laughs> if the Packers do end up losing Zedarius Smith, as we you know all expect the Packers to do, um, and even if they restructure Preston Smith instead of 
releasing him, um, pairing him with Rashawn Geary, that still leaves your room pretty thin. So I still think Edge is the pick, you know, night one of the draft for Green Bay. But giving a guy like Whitney Merciless another one million ish deal to come back for one year and be a rotational player, which is something that he absolutely excelled at for Joe Barry before he tore the biceps. I think that's a huge win for a cash draft Packers team. So we did it. We took the formula and we fixed the Green Bay Packers for the 2022 <laughs> season. That's great. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packerty Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star rating. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Friday. And next week, we'll be back with more off-season coverage. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Go! Hey, go!